0: Uh, good to hear of All right, let's go, Chaver. We are today's daf is daf Nuntes, page fifty nine, the Hilgim Sach is getting. We're going to go back. We are still on Nunches Amadbeis at the two dots. We have got a lot of ground to cover. Another beautiful, incredible daf today. Um, we are, let's call it twelve lines from the top of Nunches Amadbeis at the two dots, or you could call it uh, about twenty lines from the bottom. Tonu Rabbanon. All right, here we go. The rabbis learned, and so should we. We're going to round off this idea referring to the sukrikon. Again, what's sukrikon? So when you have a a member of the Havadz Kachov, an idol worshiper that comes and he forcibly has a Jew sell his land because he says either you sell me your land or I'll take your life. Usually they purchased it at a lower uh, cost than the going value. So anybody, any Jew who ends up purchasing it back from the sukrikon is going to have to add on a 25 percent amount let's say the idol worshiper takes the land not as a threat to um, the life that oh you better sell it to me but he takes it because he's forcing the Jew to pay off a debt. or he just takes the land he doesn't threaten with the guy with his life he just force, he just puts money down and he forces him off the land. So these Allah's of Sukrikun don't apply. And again, what's the Kiddush of Sukrikun? That, that if I buy it from the Abayiz it's a valid sale. I just need to compensate the original owner by 25%. In these cases, it's not even a valid sale. When I buy it from the Sukrikun, it's not mine. It's pasha, not mine. It has to go back to the original owner. The Anparas um, the atma and when it comes to Anparas, which is where the Avayis Chavim just took the land, it has to be at least twelve months with the Avayis Chavim before anybody can go ahead and purchase it. Okay, again, where if somebody were to purchase from the Avayis Chavim, it's and before twelve months, you're going to have to give it back to the owner, and you're not going to be able to demand any sort of Uh, any sort of payment, if does have it for 12 months, then you're allowed to hold on to it. I have a Amrit, Ema Mishum Sekrikan, says, you said, the Allah of Sekrikan don't apply, so where are you coming in with the 12 months? The Allah of Sekrikan itself is a 12 month rule. Okay. Here we go. Zakt, the Gemara, Vaito. Omar. Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yosef says Now Rabbi Yosef is going to focus on this halacha That if a guy goes And a guy goes and takes away land From a Jew without any specific reason So We gave this uh, halacha Of the 12 months uh, We originally said it was halacha of the 12 months Then we backed off, we said no There's actually no halacha of Sekrikun Rabbi Yosef says We have a messairah, we have a tradition Ein paros bebava. There's no such thing as a circumstance where you'll have an Aveides Kechavim of Babel just taking land away from a Jew for no reason. Hence, hence if let's say I purchased land from an Aveides Kechavim, and now another Yid comes along and says, you should know that Aveides took land from me for no reason, we're not going to believe the original, the guy who's claiming to be the original owner, that it was taken away from him for no reason. That's not the way, you know, these circumstances don't fly in Bavo. Says the Gemara, what does that mean? there's certainly anti-Semitism, there's certainly land that, where they forcibly take away land from Yedin. Says the Gemara, rather say, It could happen, but in Bavel, the halacha of poris uh, doesn't apply. Okay? Meaning, uh, usually you're going to have to give it back to the original owner. In Bav, you don't need to give it back. My time of Y, kiva be since there is a beidavar, what's beidavar? There's civil, uh, there's civil courts. kavil. So Jews in Bavel had rights. If the government goes ahead and takes your land forcibly, and then sells it to a Jew, you're going to go to the Jew now and say, "Oh, give it back." That's that's laziness. There's there's civil courts in Babel that will. Uh, give rights to Jews, and therefore you could have got it back in court. Why didn't you do it? It must be that it wasn't worth your time to go ahead and uh, take this non-Jew to court. You were Michaelet, therefore it became the non-Jews, and when the next Yid comes and purchases it from the non-Jew, you have no right to buy it back. Okay. Says the Gemara Viter. Gidl bar Re'iloi, Gidl, the son of Re'iloi, Kibel Ara, he accepted land, Bitaska, in a valley, Mi bnei Baga, for Bene Baga. Okay, what does Bnei Baga mean? He accepted land, so that he'll pay off their taxes. Alright, so... You had a a whole group of people that um, asked one person to uh, oversee the tax responsibility. So Akdim the Yavzuzei the Tlashinin, he he paid three years worth of taxes. Kamoi, and then the other chevra, the other owners uh, came back. Came back. Now, the issue with them coming back within three years is that they're now claiming that they didn't want Giddle to lay out all the tax money ahead of time. Um, They said to him, the first year's taxes that you've paid, so that I don't need to pay you back because you've eaten fruits of the land while I was gone, so that was my payment to you. anan. And therefore um, For the next couple years I'll pay the taxes And I'll eat the fruit So basically What what happened was Is that these guys went away And they told Gidel Listen you pay our taxes while we're gone And To pay you back for those taxes We'll give you rights to use the property You'll get the produce See, here's what happened. Giddle thought that he'll pay three years worth of taxes and therefore he'll be zaycheh to three years worth of fruit. When they came back, they said, no, no, no. That was a deal for one year. The next two years, I'll pay my own taxes and I'll keep my fruit. Now the problem is Giddle going to be left having paid two years in taxes and no compensation for that. also the commander of Papa. Sabr the mikhtav Rav Papa wanted to side with Giddle And say that they're obligated To to uh, uh, reimburse him Or allow him to eat the fruits For the next couple of years You're creating Sakrikan, I'll tell you why Because over here Giddle went ahead And he's doing something that nobody specifically asked him to do And you're giving him the, You're giving him the upper hand And that's like what happens by Sakrikun. When somebody purchases the land by Sekrikun We're giving them the upper hand So what right do you have to Establish this Takana on behalf of Gidl He lost his money He lost his money He put his money on the horn of a deer The same way you put money on the horn of a deer Deers uh, run around and they're gone so he shouldn't it was a bad business decision. He's gotta he's gotta use this as a as a uh take a business loss and it's a write-off. Okay. Gewalt. Second wide line, two dots. Zoom remember we said Afterwards, they changed by Siggrikan. They said, "You pert you the one who bought the field by has the Dinsigrikan, which is you own the land. You got to pay the original owner twenty five percent." And now the Gemara is going to get into a fascinating machlokes and ask how we figure out the twenty five percent. Is it twenty five percent of the price <clears throat> or twenty five percent of the value of the land? Okay, so you give them the um. Do you give him money? Or do you have to give him back 25% of the land that you want? Maybe the original owner wants 25% of his land back by saying, I never sold that, I never got paid for it. So Rob says either way, you have to give back 25% of the land, which is considered a third of the of the money paid. Okay. But Money paid to the original owner, which is twenty five percent of the total. What's the One holds that by Sekrikun he's going to pay seventy five percent of its true value, and therefore you got to pay back the additional twenty five percent. And Rav holds that he it's it's a, a It's a fifth less. Okay. Now what does it mean? It's a fifth less. So. If you have a total, if you have a land that, um, let's say, is worth $5,000, what's going to happen is, by Sakrikun it's going to be sold for $4,000. And then the buyer who from the Abayaz is going to have to pay the remaining fifth, um, uh, the remaining fifth to the original owner. Now the problem is, how does the fifth become 25%? That's usually a quarter. So we to explain how this works shortly. That's challenging questions. If somebody buys from the Greek, and you got to pay original quarter twenty five percent to the original owner of the land. And the owner could choose if the original owner wants to be paid back in land, he's got to he could take the land. If he wants cash, he could choose to be paid back in cash. When is this true? When the owner is not capable of buying it back from the Abaydus Guchov by himself, if he has the ability to buy it back for himself. They have first dibs. Rebbe Rebbe Rabbi Rabbi uh, put together a bezin and he. They poskined, They voted. That if the land is with Sekrikun for twelve months, Likach Whoever once it's there for twelve months, the original owner no longer has first dibs. Anybody who wants to come first to purchase has a right to do so Avonais in the via or via And if somebody else buys it, then you have to pay back, compensate the original owner in a in a quarter, either of the land or in value. Now, this is a brisa. I'm sorry, this is our Mishnah, right? We're quoting from our Mishnah. So the problem over here is you see that um, it's either one, it's either the land or the or the money. Why does Shmuel say That it's going to be uh, automatically the land It seems to argue on our Mishnah When are we dealing with uh, the 25%? That's talking about after the original owner got paid Okay Which means that it's a You're going to pay back 25% 25 Of the total value after everything is ultimately paid. i Rav. So Rav says, one second, hold on, top of today's daf, you can't argue on me, I'll tell you why, I know, hi, but many on Rav was one of the earliest, and he says, I personally was standing with the tanoyim with Rebbe, and they started counting with me, and Rav certainly wasn't a leader amongst the Tanoim. Again, he again he was an early Amira. He would have been at the tail. So, what do you mean at at the end of the Tanoim? Which at times is why Rav, by the way, if you ever find the Brisa that Rav argues on, he's not a Tiyufta. We don't. It's, it's not a refute on Rav because he's kind of like on that line in the eras. Where uh we don't like when Rob's arguing on Tanam, but it's not an uh an automatic blow out of the water. He actually was with Tanam. So Bigmar just asking, how could Rav say he was counted first? <coughs> we know by Dini Mamnes Taras Thomas Masilim and Agad, Vidini Nafaj Masilim and Atzad. And uh over here we're dealing with Dini Mamnes. Why would they count Rav why would they count Rav first? Amarova Braid the Raven Ravila Braid the the Rabbi Wallace Vallas Rabbi Wallace Shannon Yana the Bey Rabbi. The In Rebbe's court, they always counted menatzad. They always counted um, from the side. Okay, what does it mean from the side? It's talking about when the when the just in the order of how they were seated. Okay, so they would they would sit around, and uh, you know they would they would sit in a uh, in like a line. Okay. Or in kind of like a circle, and they would go from from one to the next. The Rabbi is just saying I was there, And therefore my opinion should override Shmuel's because I personally saw how the Tanaim paskened in this fashion. From Meisha Rabbeinu until Rabbi Akada is the author of Mishnah. You, we did not find Torah and Gedula both in both in Torah and in this world right the way that people were held to a high standard we didn't find that in um in one specific place Yeshua what about Yeshua after Maish died Yeshua was the ultimate Torah authority and figure Stig- uh, Stigmar says no because even when Yeshua was around there was still a lazer. um um uh, uh, there was still al who was around. And a was the son of Aaron. Okay, he was a kind of God. Was a, even though Yeshua became the leader, but he was also a, a tremendous Talmud Chacham. Um, says the Gemara, Ha-have al so, Says the Gemara, fine. So say, a had Torah and Gedula. Say, Gemara, have a Pinchas. Okay, so Pinchas, have Pinchas. So Pinchas had Gedulah, Have a does Canaan were as great in Tyre as him? Now as we're trying to find somebody who was head and shoulders in Tyre and Gedula above everybody else. All these people were mentioning, as great as they were, they were Zaika, they had the merit of having others greats with them. It says says, Ha'avah Shol, Shol also was Tyre and Gedula. Ha'avah Shmuel, Shmuel was alive, and he had more Tyre than Shol. But after Shmuel died, Shol was, the, was the Tyre and Gedula. He means the entire lives. Only Maisha and Revi. Vavid David. What about David? Ha Ira Iri. There was Ira. The, the, you had Ira. And Ira was greater than David uh, Amalek and Tara. Va Nach Ira died. Same answer. Kulushnei binon. Part of David Amalek's life there was Ira. After they passed away, you still had Shloimei had Tara Gedula. Says Gmarno. Avishim Megera. Okay. Vakatle. Same answer. Kulushnei Ka'amrinan. Avishiskiya. Khiskiya was a tremendous Sadik. And he was also the king. So he was certainly had Taira, Taira Gedula, head and shoulders amongst everybody else. It says Gemara, have a Shevna. There was Shevna <clears throat> at the time of Chizkiah. There was a Yeshiva. Shevna was the Rashiva. The Gemara goes through this elsewhere. More Sanhedrin. And therefore, there wasn't, again, Chizkiah wasn't head and shoulders greater than everybody else. So have a Shevna. Shevna was head and shoulders. It says uh, Vahektil, he was killed. Kulushnei <laughs> kamrin Ezra. What about Ezra? Second base on Mikdash. Head and shoulders. Nehemiah ben Chachalia. It was still Nehemiah ben Chachalia. Okay. Nehemiah ben Chachalia wasn't necessarily greater in Tyra, but he had more gedula. He had more responsibility amongst Klai Says the Gemara, Amr of Ahab, Afan, Afani I also say me Rabbi the same way from Maishah told Rabbi you didn't have Targidula Makam you should know from Rebbe until the times of Ravashi also let me see the Targidula Makam Ask the Gemara vaLoi vaHuna Hunabar Nasan. But what about Huna Bar Nasan? Huna Bar Nansen was the one who took over Ravashi, so he was he was incredibly great in Taira. And when it came time for uh, Ravashi to pass away, um, Huna Barnasin was the one who stepped up and took over. So you had him, uh, you had him around. So having uh, le Ravashi. Even though Huna Barnasin was incredible, but you, it wasn't Taira, Taira Gaduli. You know why? Because he always made himself he would bend, he would humble himself in front of Rav Ashi, and therefore it wasn't like a real Gedula. Gedula is like there's a whole mimet about the person, there's a whole greatness, a um, uh, whole greatness about the person. Okay, a lot of Torah on this, by the way. There's a lot to talk if we had more time. So, but food for thought is why is it important to know this? Why is it important to know that Tyra Gedula in one place and nobody else is is as big? Just to start the conversation, it's, when it comes to halacha and mesira. you have to know who's who. You have to know who's who. That's a prerequisite for knowing how to paskin. It's a prerequisite for knowing which team to be on. Okay. But there's a, it's a much, much broader and longer conversation. But it's Gemara, The strong. It's important to know who's who. It's important to know who's who. All right, Mishnah Here we go. Fascinating, fascinating Gemara. Let's start with a quick introduction. There are some people that biblically cannot take ownership and cannot transmit ownership over things. One example is going to be a qatar. Another example is going to be somebody who's a cherish, Somebody who's a deaf-mute. Doesn't have the full capacity to understand. Our mission is going to tell us that despite the fact that Midar Issa, biblically, there are some people that cannot take ownership or give over ownership, the Rabbonin came ahead and they did allow. Remember, the Rabbonin have full authority when it comes to financial matters and ownership. So the Rabbonin give authority to certain people under certain circumstances. And one of those people are, let's start the Mishnah, Cherish Raimiz venirmaz a cheresh can do sign language, we'll call it, and other people could do sign language for him, which means we're not dealing with a deaf mute of that we have nowadays. Sometimes you have people, they simply aren't able to talk because they haven't heard, but they have full grasp, full understanding. They're not necessarily in the category of a cheresh. But be it as it may, so don't mix up sign language with like anybody who uses sign language. You have somebody who's under the status of a cheresh, they show clearly through sign what they want so they'll be able to take ownership. And you could also use sign language in how you interact with them. Ben Besey Reimer Kaifetz, the You don't even need sign language to take ownership and give ownership. It's enough to lip read. To use lips. Okay. Which is less of a Language. But this is true, but metautolin. Metautolin, you can give over. Real estate, you can't. Hapu is, what about kids? Mecha, mecha, kumankra, mecha. They could purchase and they could sell, but metautolin when it comes to movable property. Okay, interesting mission. Interesting mission. Let's get into this. Zakti Gomorrah, Amr Nachman, Machalikas is metautolin, have obigitin, devikal, beramiza. Everybody agrees that deaf white can. Divorce his wife with sign language, but not just with moving his lips. Says that's obvious. It says it doesn't say anything about divorce. Why would I think otherwise? It says I would have thought to say it works by divorce and even by Metaltalin. And uh, so, by, by divorce, you can move your lips. If I'm can move your lips. Kamash Therefore, lets us know that moving your lips when it comes to divorce, and that is not enough of an understanding to give us. To allow the divorce to be effective. You have to mamish, use language, sign language. It's the same machelikas. I have an umbatan time. Why did I mish only say metal it means Af Metal? Even by movable property, but certainly by divorce, it's going uh, certainly by divorce it's going to work. Okay. Now the reason why divorce is less of a chiddish. it's gonna be less of a novel idea, is because there's a heckish between getting and Kedushin. We connect divorce and marriage in the same way marriage can come into play, where, uh, will be effective when a person moves their lips, so too by divorce. Okay. Two dots. How do you give uh, ownership or or transfer ownership to young children? We said, only by movable objects. How old does the child need to be? Um, he showed her, uh, It's like, son, kvarshis, kvarshev. A girl, six, a boy, seven. That's the age of enough chinuch enough mental capacity to to say that it's valid. Now, this is interesting. So, you have a kid who comes and shows up and he wants to purchase something or he wants to sell something. If he reaches the age of six or seven, six for a girl, seven for a boy, then it's going to be a valid sale according to the chachamim. A boy who's seven, a girl who's eight, nine for a girl, ten for a boy. Everybody's just pointing out that it depends on the real capacity. You could have a six-year-old kid who's very sharp and has more uh, more understanding than than uh, in a 10 or 11-year-old. So each one really according to their capabilities. What is the reason why even though a child cannot uh, accept ownership or give ownership. What's the reason that we say the khamsa you could? Because we need children to be able to fend for themselves. Sometimes you have children that don't have parents, sometimes you have children that have parents that are incapable, and we need to allow children to take care of themselves. And therefore, when it comes to metal, movable objects, very often, movable objects. Our necessities, our basic needs, and therefore we have to make sure that if a child comes to the store to buy a loaf of bread, that he's going to be able to do so. When it comes to real estate, not necessarily so. Child doesn't necessarily need um, to uh, be wheeling and dealing in real estate for his basic needs. No, but the Chum never made their decree that it's going to be valid over Karka, but they did say by Mataltam it's going to be valid. All right. Next Gemara, which is a completely new statement, but from the same, um, from the same, Rav Abba Bar Yaakov, He told them, those who were in charge of the Melchotah, what is Melchotah, what is Melchotah, Amar of Abba Bar Yaakov, Amar of Eichinon, Dovar An Nimlo Vinimtach, it's a linen that is stretched and very fine. Kyosib Dimiyom Ravekinon Shigula Bunyum Ben Ben Nunyon Rev Bunyon Ben Nunyum sent Lerebi Sivni Vichime Salsala Umsala. He sent to rebi these linens made of Sivni, Chime Salsala and Mamala. These were incredibly valuable and well done. Uh, we'll call it uh, silks. It There was such fine fabric that if you could, that it could be folded up to the size of an ego to Maguza, uh, the size of uh, uh, one and a half nuts. And Umalmala Umalla, Palge de pistika. Could be made the the size of pistachio, which is even smaller than a nut. Uh, my Malmala, What is the expression of malmula? What type of fabric is that? Davar and nimla of nimtach is something that could be rolled over and um, and uh, folded, rolled over and folded, which is just giving another another uh, second statement of, Rav, of Abba quoting uh, quoting Rabbi Echenan and the the fineness of these linens. Okay. Says the Gemara, What about if you make a mistake in the sale price? Arkama, how far off do you need to be in order for it to ruin the ability for it to be a sale? It's up until a sixth, the same as a gadol, the same as an adult, right? If somebody undercharges a sixth or overcharges a sixth, so the entire sale is not valid, it's not a fair, it's not a fair sale, the same thing would hold true by a katan. Boy Abaye Abaye asks a question Searching for information I want to pause for a second and talk We said that for a child To take ownership, give ownership The Chachamim said you could Why? Because a kid needs to live He needs basic needs Ask the Gemara now Ask Abaye What about gifts? Can a child give a gift? If a child of this age gives a gift, is it going to be valid? This is a very deep question. Because you'd say, well, what is giving a gift of a child who's 10 years old have to do with basic needs? And the answer is because life is full of transactions. And sometimes you need to give in order to get. You invest in somebody, even if your das is not to get, you will get. We know this from the Torah. This is a fact the more, you, and just the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu runs the world. Forget trying to manipulate somebody to give back to you, which is a possibility that some people do too, and it, and it could work. When you give to somebody, they don't want to be indebted, so they're, help, they're, they're willing to give back. But even in an altruistic way, the way the Rebbeinah created the world is, when you give, you get back. Anybody who's ever been zaycha, who's ever had the merit to be able to give knows, the more you take care of Ka'a, oh, the more the Rebbeinah sends. Vinasnu and he shall give the famous Vinasnu it can be read frontwards and backwards right Vav Nun sof Nun Vav it says Vinasnu both ways and he shall give when as soon as you give to him he gives back Vinasnu right uh, there's a fancy word for it in English when words could be read in uh, the same way in both directions so ask the Gemara ask Abayi a very deep question if, curiosity question. Can a minor, can a cut on give a gift? Because I ah, he doesn't need it for basic needs. Maybe he does. He knows if he gives gifts, people will give back to him. No. By mistake, they switched around the names. So, the Rabbi, Mordechai, came Mordechai with the wrong names. Go, One was standing by the, uh, on the floor, one was standing on a step. And they said, What's the aloha? Yeah, of a matana, And he said, it's a valid matana. It's going to be valid. Okay, meaning he just wanted them stories, he wanted Ravashi's son to know that his father holds, that a child does have the ability to accept and give a matan. Okay, two dots, Mishnah, two lines from the bottom of Nuntas, Amar Be'ez, Chabra, this is, we're going back again, it's been a Hele gadaf. so much more, take this Mamish like we're starting right now. So much, this this is a, Continuing theme, but we're going to learn An incredible amount of And I think when we have more time We should focus in on The applications of the halachas Of this Mishnah and the Gemara and how it applies I'm just, As we learn through it, I'll mention A few of what we should Just contemplate and think about The parameters of so many Things that happen in our daily lives This Mishnah is very negiah. See, here we go, says the Mishnah The following things The Chaman put into place because of Darkei Shalom, this is going to help Klal Yisrael and the world function better, even though it's not specifically or necessarily specifically the Torah. Some things will be, some things are not. But in order to have a functioning society, you need the following. Here we go. Kayin, Kayer, The first one to get called up to the Torah is a The V'achar of Levi. Second one's a Levi. V'achar of afterwards Yisroh, Mabnei, Darkei Shalom. This is for Shalom there should never be a Shiloh who gets called up to the Torah first. should never be a Shiloh who gets called up second or third. Kayin, Levi Yisrael. Imagine if every time you walked into Shul, there's three aliyahs to give out. The first one's the most chash of person. The second one, it would be havoc in Klai Yisrael. In our community, not Baruch Hashem. In larger communities, when it's so hard to give people aliyahs, and to know who's who and what's what, and you have lad that 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 you could it could explode. Darke shalom, it goes levi Next halacha, When you have an erev chaterus, which is what we have, a regular erev, they always keep food for the community one central place in one set house. It shouldn't keep changing homes. shalom, because of dark shalom. Okay. <coughs> We'll see tomorrow in what way it keeps Sholem, as opposed to moving it from place to place. Top vomit base.. The closest well gets filled first because of darki Sholem. Here's what happened. People own land, people own fields. Your field needs to be watered. You need wells that go that come off the natural irrigation. So what happened what would happen is, there was irrigation rivers. People would have fields near rivers that would flow by. In order to fill up their personal wells, they would have to create a dam, block it off in order to fill themselves up. So in the rainy season, when the water levels would get high, it was whichever water, whichever, whoever had the closest wells to the river, their fields were closest before it went downstream. They, you filled up water in that order. First, me, I got what I need. Keep the water going. You get what you need keep the water going. Otherwise, it's like, oh, was taking you so long. Yeah? Uh, What right do you have just because you're closer to take the water? What right do you have? I want to fill up my my, my well first. I want to already start planting and doing whatever I want to do. They created a system for this. Next system. I lay out a trap. Listen to this. I'm out hunting. You know how I trap birds? Glue. I'm making this up that it's glue. But you'll see why I'm giving this as an example. I put glue. I put bird feed on glue. The birds come to the bird feed and they get stuck. Then I capture the birds. I take them. The Chumur masaking That if you ever trap an animal. Nobody else could take the animal from my trap. Now think about it. I, did I ever take full ownership over these animals? No. I never made a Kenyan. I never acquired it if it would be an, this is why I gave an example of glue because if it would be an entire enclosure the Gemara is going to explain then it's mamish mine let's say I caught I caught something I caused it to be stuck and now you go and take it no yesh behemishum gezel this smells of, of geneva it's not nice one person does something and somebody else takes it practically speaking by the way the stories like this. Stories like this in Eretz Yisrael, tell you an incident, they're getting into Allah. Before Lag Ba'amer, there was a guy who put up signs about buses going to Mehron at a, from a specific bus stop. Put up signs all over Eretz Yisrael. 9.30 a.m., we're going to Mayron. 9.15, another guy pulls up with his bus at that bus stop and offers rides to people. When he gets on the bus, they pay him 50 shekel a pop as they get on, he heads off to Meron. The guy who put up signs all around Eretz Yisrael is now short passengers. Did the first guy steal the passengers? I didn't steal you, didn't have to come on my bus. I was offering them rides. You put up signs, it's 60 shekel to Meron. I offered 50 shekel, but what just happened? Why were they at the bus stop in the first place? Because the first guy put up signs. He trapped them there, so to speak. He brought everybody together. And then I go and take them. You could have this at, at events. Have this at events. A shul, a kailo, a yeshiva makes a dinner. And I'm not poskiting anything. I'm just saying. Somebody else ta- uses that to their advantage. To go ahead, now that I've got a whole 500 people in the room, I'm going to use my advantage to go around and using people for a different agenda. Is that the right thing to do? Is that the right thing to do or not? Use your head. I'm just saying, says this Mishnah, if somebody brings something together, you trap. Without ownership, you don't own anything. Somebody else goes and they say, oh, I'm going to use my personal advantage. It smells, it smells. Rabbi Yisrael Gessel Gomer. Rabbi Yisrael says, in these situations, the animal's Gessel Gomer. F- something found by a Chereshet who can't take ownership. Still, it's it's because Darkishalom, Rabbi Yisrael Gomer. It's it's like Dinda Raisa. It's not it's not a Takana. Let's say you have a poor person who has rights to the corner of a field. In the corner of the field, there's an olive tree. See, you have a poor guy who climbs up the olive tree and starts shaking it for the olives. And as he's shaking the tree, the olives fall down. Another guy walks by and he starts collecting the olives. The guy on top of the tree is like, hey, those are my olives. The guy on the bottom is like, no, it's not. You never cre- took an ownership over it. When did you make an acquisition? Says the Mishnah, Masha Tacht of Gezel. You take away from what, from what, under the because of his hard work. We also allow poor idol worshippers to collect from the poor gifts. you have somebody who's not Jewish coming through the land also, but Shalom, because of Dark Shalom how do we know this? Halakha. The first Allah Mr. Kain Levi Solamar Ramasno, the Omar Kravyakhitna Allah Khanim bin levi. The Kahanim, the sons of Levi. Don't I know the Kahanim are from the tribe of Levi? or rather Kaim Brahva Levi. We're mentioning the Kayan and of the Levi, let me know. A Kain comes before the Levi. Now here's the obvious problem that we're gonna to have to deal with shortly, and that is see so here we have a Dindaraisa, that Kahanim come before levi Why do we say the Kham established it because of Darkisholam? This is a Denderaissa. So I have a verse. And let's keep going. I have another Pusha. The Kahanim, the sons of Levi come forth. I have another source. That Kahanim come first. Who are the sons of Amram, Aaron, and Maisha. The Kayan, and then the Levi. Aaron was set aside. To work in the Kadesh hakadoshim. Again, so you see, he's listed first. You Every time you sanctify a kohen and put him first, there's you fulfill a mitzvah. the so you got many verses telling me a kain comes before a levy. Says the Gemara, Abayi says to his Why are you saying that they did it? It's a sholom? I found various psukim telling me that there's a chiev to put the kain first. You're going to tell me they established because of d'arkei shalom Listen to this, Chavra. Get ready. Hold on to your seats. This is incredible. The Torah says, k'hanim come first. Why? Because of Dark shalom, meaning it's not that everybody agrees it's because darkish shalom. But now what we're saying is it's not that the, the, the chachamim instituted because darkish shalom. The Torah made it because of Dark shalom. To which the Gemara asks one of the most beautiful questions I have ever seen. The Torah wrote this because of Dark shalom that kahanim should come before levim. That's what the Torah teaches me shalom. Chaver, listen to this question. Ask the Gemara. Frekta b'aye to his haligah Rebbe, Rabbi Yosef, The entire Torah is shalom. Don't tell me. The Torah gave this halacha to enhance peace. The entire existence of Torah is shalom. The ways of the Torah are pleasant, and all the paths are full of shalom. The entire Torah, everything is shalom, even the parts of Torah that we have in this week's parsha of Cheroras to avenge the Midianim. and things that seem in the Torah to be against shalom—it's shalom. Everything is shalom. Everything is there to bring about peace and perfection and the beauty of the Ribbin Isha'el. Everything is Shalom. Why would our Mishnah say this is because of Darkei Shalom? Everything in the Torah, the, exi- the, the essence of Torah. And the Gemara does not answer this question because this question is a truism. It's the reality. Again, Abai is asking us, Hailig it cannot be, our Mishnah is telling me this is done in the Torah, it's not possible. The essence of everything we live for is Shalom. So we're going to walk away. This question is too strong. El rather Abai says, Why is it cutting Levi Yisrael? The because the following teaching, the Tani we learned at the Shnaim, Mamtin, and if you have two people eating together lunch, now they used to each share a plate. They would put food on one central plate, and people would both eat together from the same plate. Nowadays, people get their own plates, their own portions. They used to eat together. I'm eating lunch with you, Rabiel, I'm eating lunch with you. One plate. You get up to get a drink. The halacha is, I need to wait for you to come back before continuing to eat. That is midos. We're sharing a portion. You get up to get a drink. I shouldn't keep eating while you're gone. Shloisha, if you have three people eating from the same plate, two do not need to wait for one. This is menschlechit, this is midos. We're learning midos from this bris. On one hand, if it's me and you, midos dictates... I stop. Three people? Midas dictates the one who stands up. It would be wrong for him to expect two people to wait for him. Two people don't need to wait for one. also, when people eat together, the one who breaks the bread, who He's the one who should. Start eating the other foods at the meal. Pass to him first. So the one who makes hamaytzi, let's say, should be the one. You pass to him. You pass to him the fish, the dips. If he wants to give cover to somebody else, you're allowed to do that. And we said about that, the one who starts a meal, is not the one who leads the osul in Tzuye. It's and to come to Machlekes. And what do you do in Shul? The Kayin comes before the Levi and the Levi comes before the Israel. Omar Rev Masna. Rev Masna says, this is like this that we said in the Shul. This is talking about Shabbos in Yom Tiv, When it's coming, there's a lot of people around. On Monday and Thursday, <clears throat> there's no halacha. Now what this means is like this. Listen closely. We said in Shul, there should be a system. This is very profound. The system's like this. Kayin, Levi, Yisrael. I want to give the first Aliyah to the Kayin. The Kayin says, "I'm Michael, my covered. Please give it to yisro We say no. There's times where it's wrong for you to be Mavatir. You being mevater is going to hurt the system. You can't do that. This happens. We know this. We can think of examples in our own lives where it's like, just take. Just do it. I am not comfortable. Just do it. It's, going to, <laughs> it's for the overall good of Kali Yourself, the overall good of the table, the overall good of whatever it is, right? Overall good. Says Rav Masna, Monday and Thursday when there's less people in Shul, maybe, says Rav Masna, not maybe, a Kayan is allowed to give over the Schuss because less chance of machlekas. <speaking> in it's not true. Rav Huna wasn't a Kayan and they would give him the first Aliyah. <speaking in Hebrew> there are some Yisraelim that are so Chashuv everybody understands, of course, they get called up first. Where do we say, Kayan Levi Yisrael? That's where you don't have somebody who's head and shoulders clearly, more everybody else, but when somebody's clearly so far ahead, there's no chance of a leading to Machlaikas. and in such a circumstance, a Kayan could say to the Gad who walks into Shul, you could take the first Aliyeh. Um, Amr says, we have If there's no Kayin, the whole bundle changes. Which means if there's no Kayin around, so then there's no specific order. The whole order falls apart. You can call up Yisrael first. The we If there's no levi, we'll give the Kayin um, uh, the second Aliyah. It's not true. You not have one after another k'an. Why? If I call up one Kayin, then another Kayin, people are going to think, why am I calling up the second Kayin? Because the first Kayin, we found the Pagam. We found the problem in this Kahuna. So we don't want him anymore. Let's bring in a new one. We will never call up one Kayin after another Kayin. It's going to look bad. So What happens like this? I call up Kayin for the first Aliyah. If the if the le- if late, there's no levi, the same Kayin gets a second Aliyah my Snah Leviakh Levi Dika Pagam Shneyim. Says Gumara, why is it that by Levi Ah Levi we said we don't do that because it's gonna look like a pagam on both of them, the Amri Kharminayu Lav Levihi. I'm gonna say one of them is not a is not a levi. Yeah, Kayanakhar Kayunami Zima Khiz kaham, we should give the same swara, Amri Kharminayau Lav Kayanu. So Gumara says, going the mukhalabua the hai sheni the Let's say there's a well known one of them's father, their family is well known to have kosher kahuna, the second kayan and therefore, no one's going to think that the second guy is a levy. You know, we don't want to call up a kayan after kayan because people are going to say, oh, is he the second guy? He's really a levy. That's why he's getting the second aliyah. But if the second guy has a clear lineage, no one's going to come to say it. it says Gemara HaKhanami, so too over here, by Levi Akhalevi, the Mokhanabavu, the uh the who, Maybe we could say the same thing, right? That there's a clear cut levyah. Allah, rather, Amri Amri, Mamzeros and Nisin and will say that maybe the father married of Mamzeros and the Zari, became Pusel, and therefore he's a Levi. But his kid doesn't is not going to keep that status. So too, by Kayan acher koyin, Amri will say grusha Maybe the second Kayan is going to be thought to be Yisrael, and that's why he's not receiving the leave of koyin. Kayan. says Mika So if he lo, if he lo, if he lost his status as Kayan, I'm still not going to call him up for the, for a Levi. So what's the far over there? Says Okay, you're right. Uleman. So who whose sheet are we following over here? Yeah, what are we concerned about? Eliyashim, we're concerned about other people who are in Shul, they see that it's the first Kayin who's reading from the Torah, and therefore he's a Kashuk Kayin. And the concern is those who started out in Shul but left early. Yeah, the people left early, you might say, oh, the first Kayin is, is no longer kosher." Uh, because they, they weren't there to notice the full picture, which is fascinating. You know, we're concerned about people who, are, who leave early from shul and don't have the whole picture. They're the ones who are going to come and, and cause the problem. So we need to be concerned about that specifically when it comes to Pigam Mishpacha. The Valdic will hold it here for today. A guten Shabbos, everybody. We will pick up on Matzi Shabbos at 10 p.m. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.